were listening to First Team Podcast Extra Time with former professional soccer player Kiesel Broom and host John Frusciante. Check out our website for all the latest news on lower division soccer. Our website is firstteampod.com. Could be danger again. The shot parried away by Kiesel Broom. The shot and Broom with the excellent save. Another save. That's three in a row from Broom. Unbelievable from Kiesel Broom. Do you own a soccer team and you're looking for brand new soccer jerseys and soccer apparel? Then look no further than Diazza. Diazza is a soccer company out of New York City and they provide uh, soccer apparel that includes exclusive uniforms, tracksuits, training uniforms, jackets, coaching gear, sweatpants, and much more. You can check them out at their website today. Their website is diaza.us. That's D-I-A-Z-A dot U-S. It has been a very crazy three to four days. Uh, all the world soccer news, all the mainstream sports news, Kiesel, really has been wall-to-wall coverage of the European Super League. Uh, thank God, I think it is... Uh, all clear at the moment uh, that we probably won't see it happening. Uh, But I do want to have a conversation on, I guess, how U.S. soccer and just American soccer owners uh, have influenced that decision. I want to get your initial thoughts here. It sounds something where, like, you know, you played the manager mode for, like, five seasons. You got bored of it. You won a couple Champions Leagues, whatever. (laughs) And you're looking for, like, a new competition because you're bored. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and in reality, that's just not a thing. Like, it's, mm. you know, the Champions League, and especially talking about Europe, mm. the Champions League is literally, like, the pristine competition that clubs fight for, right? And, like, mm. obviously, most recently, you look at the Madrids wanting it three times in a row, and, you know, back in the early 20, you know, early 2010, 2011, whatever, Barcelona was dominant, um, you know, and then you have Manchester United here and there, Liverpool, and, and so on and so forth, but, like, that's that is a super league right i mean and that's the most fair way to do it because there's so many teams across europe and they know how much financial you know uh financials come from being in the champions league and not being able to be outcasted because they're not a super club i think is ridiculous and it sounds like an american system more than anything but yeah i just i'm so glad that's not going to be a thing yeah, and I think the most important thing is like how fans, especially in Europe, have uh, gathered together, protested on the streets in England and try to stop it. And they did stop it. Uh, but I think the most important thing is when you look at U.S. soccer, we still have those problems, you know, and it doesn't seem like anyone wants to change that or there's any pressure from any stakeholder uh, to change the game in the United States. Everyone goes on social media and rages about the European Super League, and yeah, it's a bad thing, but in the United States, we live that every single day because Major League Soccer, they close it off to the top people that have the most money, uh, and they close the game from everyone else. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, it's just a traditional American way to do sports, Mm -hmm. (laughs) more than anything. You know, there's no the promotion and relegation side of it's not a thing. 
you know, maybe in 20 years from now, maybe we'll have that in U.S. soccer, but I don't think we're going to have it anytime soon. Um, yeah, but see, that's what Don Garber always says. He's like, oh, maybe 10 years from now, maybe 20 years from now. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's no one really thing. wants to have a genuine conversation on the current state of the game. You know what I mean? It's just kicking the can down the road. It's like, oh, maybe later, you know? Um, right. 100% right. And it's just, you know, but like, you know, everyone talks about the only reason why we even have a conversation about promotion or relegation is because of what we see in Europe. You know, and that gives everyone hope that a USL club could get promoted to Major League Soccer and be in a position where they can play against the best players available in the U.S. You know, and it's just the Super League. I just think it's just I'm glad it's not going to happen. Uh, I haven't seen any reports. Yeah, I also haven't checked my phone. Just, you know, work things. But I don't think um, I, last time I saw Barcelona and Real Madrid have not pulled out just yet. Um, but I know all the English clubs have for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's mostly down to the fan pressure, uh, because uh, in uh, Spain, I believe they don't really share out uh, the La Liga TV rights equally amongst all of their members. Uh, so in short, I guess those clubs feel like in in Spain, the big clubs, that they can do what they want because they already get most of the money because they drive m- more of the fan interest, of course. But I think the notion of, I guess, Americanizing uh, world soccer, top tier soccer, I think that's insane. You know, some people were talking about possibly a draft system in Europe, right? Imagine that. Imagine... <sighs> Just Americanizing the whole system, just basically ruining hundreds of years of history uh, just because some people want to make more money and they want to, I guess, not have that pressure every single season. Yeah, but pressure um, pressure is a privilege, right? And if you're in that role, you have um, a duty to do, right? You're one of the best players in the world, playing on one of the top teams in the world, right? And obviously... You know, the, the structure and what it is is what people wake up for on Saturday morning to watch. Um, and it's it, that's why there's so much money. That's why these players get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a week, you know, not even a year, a week to perform at such a high level. And I just, you know, putting it in an Americanized system, I think, is a huge mistake for a lot of people. I just think it's just not smart. Yeah, yeah, of course it's not, uh, because there are a lot of people online when they talk about uh, how do we change U.S. soccer, right? How do we reform U.S. soccer? And those same people, they say like, oh, why don't we have a uh, second pyramid or something different, something outside of FIFA and U.S. soccer? But if they do start that then those players and those clubs will face the same consequences as this uh, European Super League, right? Uh, Those players will will be banned from their national teams and stuff like that, you know? So I think when it comes to U.S. soccer, I think we have to work with what we have at the moment in the current uh, U.S. soccer pyramid and try to, I guess, work together with all stakeholders and try to, uh, I guess, make soccer great again here in the United States instead of having a closed system. Yeah, I mean, like, and my thing is, is like, obviously I'm not playing anymore, but yeah, if I'm getting told that I can't play for my national team because my club team has decided to do you know, X, Y, and Z, it, I'm like, I'm talking to whoever, I'm like, yo, we need to fix that or I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I just I can't be in a, in a situation where I can't represent my country to, you know, the play because if somebody decides to make a decision without my knowledge um, to get them 
and play in some league that I didn't agree to. And that's not even sanctioned internationally by the governing body. Yeah, yeah. And maybe lastly here, can you talk more about that? Because you're saying that you would have not played if you were currently playing and someone came to you and said, hey, we're going to play in this new competition. Will you want to compete in it? And you would have said no because you want to play for Barbados, right? But what happens if that club says, hey, we're going to say double or triple your wages a week? Would you still accept that? You know what I mean? So would money buy you over? Uh, would money know. buy over your loyalty to your national side? Or is your I national think, side more important? I think national, I think, I mean, money obviously solves a lot of problems in the world. But mm-hmm. Like when it comes to football and playing, you can't, you know, you can't substitute that because the pride of playing for your country is probably better than a lot of things that a lot of people get. Like, because think about it, there's a lot of country, there's a lot of players that n- will never get that chance. No matter what the country, no matter where they are in the world, but some people never get that chance to play for their national team and represent their country, right? And it really is a privilege, no matter you know where, what country they are, what level they are, and you know you can't really replace that. Obviously, playing in Champions League, I'm sure, is amazing as well and things, but I would 100% rather represent Barbados on the national stage and represent them well um, than being you know banned you know, by something that wasn't even sanctioned in the begin with. Yeah, and the funny thing is that uh, if this was going to happen, I think those players, they will be less valuable, right? The competition becomes less valuable because it's not a part of the structure, right? It's outside of the structure. Uh, So all these big clubs don't become as big anymore uh, because they're not playing nice within the structure. So lastly here, Kiesel, what would be your message, I guess, to the American owners uh, that wanted to do this abroad? I think my message would be for anybody that invested any money into any football club in the U.S. is that if you're putting that investment in, you have to spend money to make money. And I personally believe that if you're putting money into a team, investments come with risk, right? And in the way that football works or soccer works, if you're not willing to put in the risk of your team getting relegated and potentially losing out on the money, then you probably shouldn't put the money into the club, right? It just, I mean, that's just what it is, right? Because if I'm, if I'm, if I, if we're in a like a, an England type system, and say I buy a USL League Two team for whatever the cost is now, um, I know that there's a potential that I could have my team relegated to whatever NPSL, whatever you want to call it, doesn't really matter, but. I also know the upside that if my team does really well, I'll get promoted to USL League One, where there's a huge financial incentive. I know that I'll get promoted to USL Championship, which would be more of a financial incentive. And I know that I have a potential of getting promoted to MLS, where even there's more financial incentive. So at the end of the day, for me, I'm like, man, I'd rather do that. Like, you know, with the money that I'm, especially being at ground level, I would 100% rather put that time in, put that money in to the club and have them succeed at the, at the ground level and work their way up because I know it's going to be worth the investment at the end of the day. But if I want to put the money in and just kind of sit out, you know, and, you know, be against it, because there's the whole reason why people do it is for the, the advancement anyway. And I feel like people choose careers because they want to advance in their careers, not be stuck in the same position for the rest of their lives. And I feel like players want the same thing. They don't want to be stuck in the same league for the rest of their life. They want to be able to move up. And if they can do it based on their merit and their skill set, I feel like most players would probably do that. And that's why I would, for me, if you're going to put the money in, you know, got to come with the risk, but, you know, make sure that the players are going to be taken care of as well. 